This message was recorded at the Covenant Nation, United Kingdom. You're welcome in Jesus' name. You're welcome to this morning service. Um, what a wonderful day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we give you thanks. Thank you for coming today and, um, and thank you for giving us the opportunity to stream into your um, houses. It's a great day and it's a new season, the year of the manifestation of the sons of God, the year of the manifestation of the sons of God. And um, we've been talking about the move of the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in actualizing um, um, God's kingdom in our lives or the Holy Spirit conferring the blessing um, of Abraham upon us as his children. Um, Father, we give you thanks. Now, before we go on, we'll say a short word of prayer and um, commit the service into the hands of God. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that by the power of your spirit, you will cause life to flow. You will cause burdens to be lifted. You will cause yokes to be destroyed. You will cause every man under the sound of my voice to hear a word behind them saying, this is the way to go walk in it. Utterance will be granted by your spirit that will cause liberation and emancipation and lift every man to the place you designed for them before the foundations of the earth. In Jesus' name, Father, we give you praise. And we've been talking about the blessing here that makes rich. And last week we focused on the priesthood and um, the priesthood there. And we said we are a kingdom of priests. And by that we we manifest the kingship. So it's a kingdom that consists of priests. And as they fulfill their roles as priests, the kingship will automatically manifest. And when there's a kingdom there, um, it means that there is certain principles that govern that kingdom. And today we'll be looking into one of them. We trust that the Holy Spirit will open us to this mystery here of the kingdom because we are talking about manifesting the sons of God. First of all, I'll just say a few things here that everything you require is already um, present there. For example, I was just thinking about the aircraft. The aircraft, um, the, the material, the, the things required to create an aircraft were already present. So it's not as if the various components of the aircraft were manufactured years after they were already in the earth. It was just a matter of God unveiling the wisdom to a man to couple, to assemble the various things required to put that aircraft together, the wisdom to connect all the parts that were already in existence um, uh, on the earth. So it just makes you know that everything you require in your life to actually fulfill that purpose there have been made available. But it just takes the wisdom of God to connect. And the other thing I will say is that you can always start afresh with God. You know, some people feel that they have wasted time 
they have um, not actualized everything that God put in their heart to do. Some people are living under the guilt of the fact that can I ever actually achieve this? Can I ever actually fulfill this? Can I ever actually fulfill those dreams I had long ago? Have I wasted time? Some people say I'm I past the age where I can actualize these things. In the, in the realm of the spirit, your inheritance is beyond the reach of change and decay. That's what I like to say to you, your inheritance is so you can start afresh with God every single day. Just understanding that, you should understand that you are a person here on the earth and God was the originator of your life. Before you came to the earth, he looked into the earth. He saw the family, the lineage you will come through according to the flesh. He put you there, that man that had the assignment to actually create the environment for you to fulfill that purpose. So you are much more than your natural descent. You consist of a man, I mean a new creature in Christ, because it says there that these people are born not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but they are born of God. So you have an identity in God which is separate from your earthly identity and um, your earthly identity, your relationships are there just to create an environment for you as a person to fulfill that purpose there. So you can always start afresh with God. All it means, all it takes is making contact again with the divine identity or the divine purpose inside the world by the spirit that God has created you for. I remember Kenneth E. Hagin of Blessed Memory said something. He said, look, he had been in ministry for years. He had been preaching, but he, had, he hadn't actually entered into the first phase of his ministry. That God showed him all those years you were preaching, people were getting blessed, but you hadn't entered into the divine purpose or the first phase of your ministry. So I just want to be encouraged there that you can always start afresh with God because the inheritance is incorruptible, is undefiled, is beyond the reach of change and decay. So God has it there waiting for you you just have to key in to that inheritance. So today we'll just continue along these lines. Uh, we're going to talk about something interesting here, which is part of the priesthood as it were, but I, God wants us in this year to begin to live um, understanding him as the source of our lives, that the blessing is what makes, you know, getting our mind again back to God as the source of all things that, you know, there are many channels, but there's just only one source. You know, subtly we can begin to lean and rely on the channels that God has given us as our source. You know, God wants us to remember this today that he's our source and is getting us back to the place of God being our source of all things, all things. So he wants to be everything to you. God, the source of all things. So let's go to the book of Second um, Kings chapter 4. Second Kings chapter 4 there. It gives um, um, God as the source means that nothing is impossible. We'll, we'll see that in the scriptures. Now, this was the story of this widow here. Um, we'll read the story here. Now, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets. So this woman was a widow. She had, she, 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 we find out that she had just lost her husband as we read on. She was a wife 
of one of the sons of the prophet there. And we'll see what happened to her as we go on. Just get it in the Amplified. Let's get this in the Amplified Translation. So this widow was one of the wives of the sons of the prophet. Yes. And she said unto Elisha, she came and cried to Elisha. She said, your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord. But the creditor has come to take my two sons to be his slaves. So this man feared the Lord. He says, but they were in his debt. And because of that, the man had died. And as an extension, the creditors must have thought, these guys cannot pay this. So we have to get hold of your two sons. So it's very interesting here. Uh, when I was meditating on this, it's just like someone here having lost something, a job, and as a result, he can't pay his rent. So she has lost her husband. As a result, the loan could not be paid because that was her source of supply, as it were. And because of that, it uh, resulted in her two sons being taken away from her. So a man loses his job, and because that, that is his only source, as far as he knows, um, that is what he relies on to pay his rent or his mortgage or whatever it is or his car because he has lost that job the creditors have come he has defaulted in his payments so the creditors have come to take the car to repossess the house or he's about to be evicted from his house because that is his only source there that he knows it's his only source there that he knows so very interesting there so the woman's and it can be also likened to someone who relies on something as their only source. And once that thing is taken away, it doesn't see any other way out. And it results in a rippling effect of other things being lost. Because everything else is tied to that source of things. So what happened subsequently? Let's read it and we'll see. So the woman had lost her source there of paying back that loan and as a result the creditors must have looked and said there's no other thing and um, we need to get our money back so we have to repossess um, her sons as a payment for the loan so let's see that there begin to think deeply as we go into this message and begin to examine closely so one thing resulted in the other so the man lost the job and because he couldn't pay his rent he was almost evicted from the house or it, I mean he he, he, he he couldn't pay his mortgage or couldn't pay his car and as a result they came to take it away there was a real issue here you know she couldn't even mourn for her husband because there were other pressing issues there so Elijah said to her Elijah said to her what shall I do for you so she came to the man of God there the prophet and he said what shall I do for you there you know, what shall I do for you? He asked her a question, and he said, for me, he, Elijah understood the ways of God. He says, for me, tell me what you have of value 
of sale value in your house there. So he was saying that, look, I to be able to help you, you know, I know the ways of God to be able to help you. I want to help you. But what I want to do for you, I want to return your attention back to God as your source. I want to teach you something. I want to take you out of this dependency on any earthly system there. I want to liberate your mind from that dependence on your job as your source. I want to break that cycle there and I'll return you back that you are a kingdom man here. I want to show you how to live independent of the earthly system here to be able to draw life from the kingdom of God on the inside of you because if we say the kingdom of God is on the inside of us if we say the kingdom of God is within us it means that as an ambassador of the kingdom your supplies and your nourishment and everything you require must should come from that kingdom for an ambassador is supplied with the substance from the kingdom he comes from you know so it's, like I said I want to show you how to do this I want to break the hole and the cycle of the system from you I want to break you free from these creditors there. I want to teach you something. And he says, now, to start this process, I want to show you something. He says, what do you have of sale value in your house? And Elijah said to him, you may have lost everything so close. You may even be under serious threat of losing something more, you know, as a consequence of the initial loss. You see, your emotional state might be in a place where you can't even think well. But it says there is a way there to liberate you from the harassment of those debtors, from the harassment of those threatening um, situations around you that are trying to even take more because you can't keep up with the amount you owe because you have lost your source I mean, as it were. So Elijah was saying that God, I want to show you that God is your source. You see, I think in these times, we have to go back now to God as the source of everything. You know, there are many channels there. So God is the source. He wants to teach us how to rely on him as our source. Your job is not your source. You see, there are many channels on the earth. Your job is just a channel. God wants to break the hold of death over this woman's life. He wants to break the cycle there. And he wants to teach her how to live in the miraculous. That's what God is saying here. And I say, come, let me teach you. First of all, I want you to know God as your source of total supply. So turn everything back as we enter into 2021. The lessons here is just turn everything back to him and look to him only as your source of complete and total supply. And you know why? Let's go to Philippians 4.19. I just want to show you something. Philippians 4.19. It says there, Philippians 4.19, and my God, this is, I mean, this. when I saw this scripture, I just, I mean, I've been reading this, but it just showed me a new light. It said, my God will liberally supply. It didn't say my job. I, I want you to say this. It didn't say my relationship. It didn't say my friends. It didn't say my degree. It said my, it didn't say Barclays Bank. Listen to me. It says, my God will liberally fill to the full your every need, not some, every need according to his riches in glory 
in Christ Jesus. So he says, every need, every need. So he says, once we begin to see this and turn to God to be the source of everything, you know, and understanding the difference between the source and the instrument, because when we take our eyes off the source and begin to look at the instruments or the other channels, what happens is that disappointment ensues. Resentment begins to build. So he said, now take your eyes off men and come back to me as you understand how things work. You might have lost that job. You might have lost that thing there, but that is only a channel. And if your heart is fixed on it, you won't be able to see any way out. So Elijah said to this woman, look, because um, these debtors have come to you, I want to teach you this. Um, you know, if we look at Mark 10, 27, just, just before we go on, it says, Jesus glanced around at them and said, with men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So God says, I want to take you to the realm of um, where all things have become possible. So he says, to start this process, to start this process, God operates like this. He says, what do you have? He asked her a question. What do you have? Do you have anything of value in your house? That's how God starts. God always starts with something. And the woman looked around and said there that I have nothing. Very, very interesting there. She says, what do you have in your house? She said, thine handmaid has not anything in the house. She says, I don't have anything in the house except. So she didn't count it as something important. Just a pot of oil there. I have nothing but a pot of oil. What Elijah told her there, he said, this is, the, this is how the process starts. When you seem to have lost everything on the outside, God always leaves a seed there. It is God's responsibility here to provide a seed. He never leaves you without a seed. You have something there inside your hand, which you have, might have been ignoring, you know, in the course of life. He says, what do you have? You know, it's interesting. There, I was watching a video some time ago about, I think it was a minister in Nigeria. I was talking about people. He was calling people randomly in his church. I said, what did you study? One said, engineering. He now said, what are you doing now? She said, I'm a seller of clothes. He says, how did you come into that? He said, I looked for a job. I applied for a job. I applied for a job, but I didn't get one. So I began to look inside. What can I do with my hands? She discovered I have skills in this particular area and began to develop it. So every man has something. God never leaves you without a seed. Say, God is the one that gives seed to the sower. God is the one. It's the responsibility of God to give seed to the sower. And it's the responsibility of man to plant the seed. So God is the one that gives seed. He is the giver of seed. So Elijah said, I know God. You can never leave you without a seed. It's not possible there. So what do you have? You must have something. You might have despised it. You might have looked down on it. You might have been looking for. You might say, my husband is the only source. There, God is saying, that, look, there is something else you have there. You might have lost a channel, but there's another thing you have in your hand there. I will never leave you 
without a seed. This reminds me of the story of Jesus with the two fish and five, the, and the five loaves and two fish there. He says, they said, we have nothing. He said, there must be something. God never lives without a seed. He said, Jesus said, there must be something. Go and search diligently. They said, oh, okay, we found a boy here who has something, but it looks so small. Like the woman said, except a, a, a jar of oil, which is so small. What are you talking about? I'm, I'm owing lots of money. You're talking about a jar of oil. And I just said, hold on, cool down. And this is how God operates here. I want to teach you how to enter into the miraculous. That's what he said to her. Now, let's go on and see what he says there. And Elijah said to her, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, thine handmaid has only a small pot of oil there. And he said, go and borrow vessels abroad of all thy neighbors. Empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door and begin to pour. So he said, go and borrow vessels. You have something there. So what I'm saying to you today is that you might have been looking at the wrong places. Look in what's there. You have something. You might feel you've lost everything. God always leaves a seed. There might be peradventure something in your environment that you are ignoring. You know, ask God to show you what the seed is. God always starts with the seed. When he told Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. He says, there's, Abraham said, uh, he says, there has to be a seed. That seed is Isaac there. God always, God provided the seed. And even when he wanted to kill Isaac on the Mount Moriah, God provided a seed. That's why he's Jehovah Jireh, God your provider. He is his responsibility. And God never fails in his responsibility. So look around carefully in your environment. There is a seed. And because God knows that in his operation to meet every need, he requires a seed to meet every need. And he says, look, I am the initiator of this process. I have provided a seed to meet that need. Just You just have to look or ask me to show you what that seed is. So he said, okay, except a jar of oil. She counted it as common, nothing. He said, except a jar of oil. You might be saying that I have, um, I, I, I have this, I, I don't have a university degree. I don't have anything except this course I went for. You might say, I don't have any experience in this area except those accepts are the seed that God is looking for. So let's understand that. So there is a seed in your house there and God always provides a seed so that he can meet the need because he says, look, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that also shall he reap. So I want to meet that need, but that need will be met by a seed that you plant. So planting a seed out of your need, but you need to be met by the source of total supply, which is God himself. Then he said, okay, go and borrow vessels from your neighbors, empty vessels and not a few. And when you come in, shut the door upon yourself and your sons. Then pour out the oil you have into all these vessels, setting aside each one when it is full. It says pour out into these vessels, empty vessels. So he said, once you've identified that, now from that seed there, he says go and find empty vessels that need it. So look for people, these are practical things, in your environment that have a need. And begin to pour out 
from what you have to meet that need. It says empty vessels there. So look for people around you that have that need and begin to plant that seed. Let it flow. Let it flow because that is how multiplication takes place. You see, the seed there will begin. The multiplication is the supernatural part. And we'll see here, it says shut the door. Everything has a significance. It says shut the door. That means cut off your ties with the people you are sowing to. Cut off the ties from expecting to receive the harvest from men. I want to show you how to live independent of any system there. So cut off your ties and begin to plant the seed there. Begin to let it flow. Give there and it shall be given there. So let's go to Luke 638 there. So this is how God is saying, shut off, cut off the supply. Cut off because the thing about it is, I got to show me this that if you begin to do this and you begin to plan from what you have into the lives of people you begin to sow into the lives of people and you expect to receive of them you miss out because no man can multiply i want you to see this men can at best give you back what you've given them but to be able to see the multiplying effect of what god has done this is a this is a miraculous part here he says god is the one here that multiplies the seed sown and increases the fruit of a righteous it is a supernatural thing that God only can do. So if you do not shut the door as you pour the oil, we'll go and you look to man to give you back the way you've given. They can give you back at best what you've given them. But the power to multiply is not in man. That's why he's telling you, see, when I say shut the door and experience multiplication, just think about it. It's a miracle. How can a jar of oil fill several jars of oil? How can two fish and five loaves feed the multitude there? It is a miracle there that takes place when you shut off other sources and look to God as you plant your seed there. So you plant the seed, you pour it to empty vessels there and shut the door, turn your back on the people that you have planted into and lift up your eyes to heaven there. This is so important. This is so important. That's where the miracle is. It says God will make all grace, not man, not the people you sow to. God himself will make all grace every favor and earthly blessing come to you. So when you sow a seed, God will start to protect us. When you look to man there, you miss out. You at best get what you gave back. But God's the only one that can multiply. So the miracle really is in looking up to God to multiply the seed. So you plant the seed there. Don't let Satan trick you in wanting to expect back. That is, you are shortchanging yourself there. The man can give you back, but he you miss out on the multiplication that God is going to do. So shut the doors there. He said deliberately, shut the doors. That's what he says. When you give your gifts there, he says, do it in secret so that you will have the multiplying effect that only God can produce. Because when you look to man there, you lose out on that. So what happened there? To shut the door and begin to pour. And what she saw as she began to pour from that little jar of oil there. What happened was that the thing began to multiply. The thing began to, and it's only God was bringing the increase. And I want you to see something here. God showed me something here, very interesting here. As you begin to take from what you have, look in your environment, that's the second thing, and begin to pour from what you have into the lives of empty vessels that need it. What happens is that the oil continues to flow. That's the multiplying them. And once, if you look at the story, let's read on. It says, and thou art come, it says, 
Then he, shall go, then, then he said, Go borrow vessels, three, abroad of all thy neighbors, empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee. He says, I want to show you how to live independent of the system there. He said, you thought your husband was the only source. Now, I want to show you that God is the source here. And he will use what is present there to multiply. He says, and upon thy sons, and then pour oil into all these vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So then she went from him and shut the door. She cut off all the other things there. And he says, and upon her and upon her sons, and brought the vessels to her. And as she poured into them, what happened? It came to pass that when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel anymore. And the oil stayed. You see, what happened here is so crucial there. He said the oil stayed. Meaning that once you cease, two things God showed me here. Once you cease to pour out into empty vessels, once you cease to begin to reach out there in the midst of that thing, what happens is that the oil ceases, the supply, the multiplication stops. The secret there is in pouring out your soul. Because when there is no seed, there can never be any multiplication. So once you stop planting your life there, the multiplication ceases. The second thing is that what happens here is that another thing God showed me was capacity as we enter into this year. He said the first thing is you are living this life of a priest, pouring out even from your life into those places. I'm, let me give you a practical example here. There's a woman here of God as your source. It's a woman here that she said her husband was working and always, always, they were always short. Her children could not get, the, they would go to the shop to buy shoes. Her children, there were four children, three of them would get the shoes, one of them would not get like that. They were always short, you know, of this thing. She said she was praying and praying, Lord, promote my husband. She wasn't working, her husband was working. Lord, increase my husband. Lord, cause his salary to increase. God said to her, look, you're praying the wrong prayer. Do you think that that's, that that job is the only source that your husband can get from, that, that, that can meet your needs? That she saw it clearly that she was relying subconsciously. Let's look at this on her husband's job as a source. So the prayers were directed down at that job. At that job, he said, "Change the prayer." Say, "God, open my eyes, open doors for me, supply our needs there according to your riches and glory." So she, when she began to do that, she began to see things, and she herself began to get ideas to start a business. The perhaps. You are praying, your focus is that job. That job, you are praying for increase the fine, but I want you to move back a bit and begin to look at the holistic. That business is good, but you might actually be thinking that is the only source subconsciously. Everything is that business, that business. Why don't you move back a bit and begin to look at the whole picture God as your source of complete supply. That business is just a channel there and God can open something else other than that job in your house. You are, you are, in, you are, you are, you are ignoring certain things there that God wants to start. God might say, I want to Actually, start something with you while you are even in that job. I want you to begin to develop your talent in this area. I want you to begin to develop yourself in this area, you know, and don't wait for that job to go, you know, begin to look at me and develop something else. It might not just be that job. It might not just be that business. It might be something else God is nudging you on in this year. So begin to come back and look at it holistically. Now, I'll give you another example. There was, I mean, this is very close to home here. Um, this 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 young lady, she applied for a job. Applied for a job. My sister there, 
applied for jobs and applied for jobs there and um, she didn't actually get any job so she decided to her son's um, exams were coming that to tutor her child you know and her child did very well in his exams and you know and subsequently she was actually looking for jobs again but she couldn't get so God said to her that you actually tutored your son why don't you now begin to tutor pour this thing into other people's lives there pour this same thing into other people there's a seed here you are looking for a job but you, you there's something here that you can generate your own revenue or income here he says so she saw that and began to do that and from there she began to excel and began to prosper there and that thing has grown to something very um, significant there. So I want you to understand that that is so important that we do not neglect those things there. And what has happened? We'll see what happens at the end. So let's go on. He said, "Now um, um, he, he said the oil ceased because there was no more vessel." The other thing God wants to talk about in this year is your capacity to receive the flow there. Your capacity, God has so much in store there. What God has in store for us is much more than an ocean. Think about an ocean there. And if there's God, God has uh, um, an ocean in store. Just imagine that the ocean is God's supply. Just imagine it with your mind's eye. And there are different people lining up to get from that ocean. Some people have a bucket. Some people have a big um, a jerry can. Some people have a truck there. You know, the ocean will never run dry. It's, it's big. So it depends on the container you bring there to carry, to take some water. That is what you will have. So God is saying that it is not his fault now. It is your fault. Your capacity will determine how much of me that can be poured into you. So if your capacity is a, a small bowl, you come to the ocean, you take a small bowl, the supply is limitless but i mean but but you decide what you want so if your capacity is a small jerry can you take it and you pick your own and you go the ocean is there he says some will come with trucks and pick i mean fill their trucks with water so he's saying that your capacity the capacity to actually receive the things that have given to you has to increase there because you see you cannot pour the same quantity of water into two cups of different sizes one will spill and it can even be destructive i began to understand about he said teach me about capacity he told me that look capacity is so important here because the things i have in store for my people if they don't have the capacity has the capacity to destroy them that's why you cannot pour new wine into old wine skin there because in 2021 here the things god has in store for us are so massive that we have to expand our capacity to receive them there you see so that we do not limit the thing that god wants to do so capacity there i began to understand again how you know important it is you can see rich people i mean people that are born into wealth i began to understand it when um someone has an inheritance there and 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 he he becomes a man he, he grows up and he doesn't have any experience whatsoever no capacity and they hand him over all the inheritance there what happens there you begin to see people going into all sorts of things into drugs when people have hit 
a degree of success without capacity there. They're going to drugs there. They, they, because they don't have the capacity to handle the wealth there, it begins to destroy them. You know, on the, uh, on, the, on the contrary, you have people that have gone through the ranks, they have the capacity now, so when the wealth is poured upon them, it doesn't drive them crazy. They understand how to operate there. So capacity is something that is built there and we have to understand that you have a company, a business, you might be praying, God, expand me, expand my business, send customers. The customers come and you are confused there. You don't have the capacity to handle them. You don't have systems in place there to actually handle those customers and it becomes counterproductive. So the second thing is capacity there. Say, Lord, teach me, increase my capacity, you know, before, you know, so that I'll be able to receive the outpouring of the things that you have given me. You see it everywhere. You know, people that have been giving things prematurely, you know, without the capacity, it results in self-destruction there. Look at Eli's sons. They were in the office of the priest there, but they didn't have the capacity to handle that office there. And what happened there? They destroyed it. But it says, I will make, I will make a faithful priest. I will raise a faithful so capacity. Something it happens. He raised Simon. He built capacity in Samuel there. And Samuel was able to do according to all that was in his heart. And it's my text capacity there. The man that his ground brought forth plentifully there. He brought plentifully. You know, he didn't have the capacity to handle the new season. He brought plentifully. He said, now, let me eat and drink. It takes capacity to handle the success. It takes capacity to handle. They are spitting on you. You are the son of God. They are crucify him. You have the power to call fire from heaven. And you hold your peace. It takes capacity. And God wants to build that capacity in us. So that we can handle and not destroy the thing that he's bringing there. So that's another thing for this year. That, uh, building capacity. I won't talk about it today. It's a message for another day. So let's understand that. So the oil ceased because there was no capacity. The oil ceased because they were not pouring out of themselves anymore into others. The oil ceased. It couldn't go on. So let's understand that. So, you know, let's go on there. You know, say, so, when, so she went from him and did that in seven. So when the oil seven, he says, then she came and told the man of God and said, and he said, so sell the oil and pay thy debts and leave and thou and the children um, of the rest. So she said, I've taught you this. He says, go now sell the oil. You shut the doors. You understand now that God is the source. It wasn't your husband or the job that was your source. God is your source. You've understood that you shut the doors and you saw how to actually look to God as your source. You saw how not to expect your reward from man as you sow the seeds. And when you did that, you saw the multiplying effect of the hand of God in the seeds you are sowing. Peradventure, you're actually looking to man for the harvest of the seeds you have sown. That is what is hindering the multiplying effect. You see, you've seen that now. It says now it's time to exchange that for money. Like the story I told you now, this woman is pouring at herself into other children. Now, people are prepared to exchange that. The instructions begin to come now. She says, now, go and sell what you have. The instructions begin to come as you do this. She says, go and sell what you have. It might come as an opportunity. The harvest might come as an opportunity. It might come as an instruction there. It says, go and sell now and 
now you now have the capacity now to pay those debtors and much more to actually um, stay and live this way. He says, I've taught you three things here. I've taught you certain things here. I've taught you how to shut the door, not to look at man. I've taught you how to live with God as your source. I've taught you here how the seed multiplies. And I've taught you here how to enter into a place where you are not subservient to any system there. Like I was telling this woman. So, now she now said, this is the secret of multiplication. Now you understand it clearly. It says, now you and your sons go and live this way. So as we enter into 2021 now, you see, I want, God is saying, I want to be in charge. I want you to look to me as the person, you know, the person. Take your eyes off the other channels. Don't make them your gods. You know, don't make them your gods. Because if you do, you, you'll be put under pressure to do things that you, you ought not to do. You know, go back to that place. You know, if you are in the security of a job there, use that opportunity to begin to practice my presence, you know, in little things and see my multiplying power or multiplying ability in your life, you know, and that begins to build confidence inside you. You know, there's another story of a very, of a, of a, of a, of a, young, of a young lady there. It was my wife there. She, she was working as a teacher there. And the Lord laid in her heart, look, it's time for you to move. I'm your source. I know you are, in, you are attached to teaching here, but I am your source here. He said, that's all I've known. He said, no. Okay, you have the confines and the safety of a job now. Now begin to look into these other areas of starting a business there. I don't have the experience. Now, okay, you're in the safety of a job. Now begin to plan, begin to look into this area of starting a business. And she began to do that. And the thing began to increase and multiply there. And multiply there. She began to do that. And as, she, as that multiplied, this began to decrease there. So once you have entered that space, you know, I look, I, I, I was telling my sister, I said, I look at you and I say, you have broken the back of dependence on any system because you know God from inside you has created, you know, has met your needs, you know, not by any, you, you, there's something, there's a knowledge inside you that someone that goes to a regular nine to five and has not actually experienced this might not have them, you know, so it, it, it gives you a certain knowledge there of God and that's what God wants to take us back to so that if they say tomorrow, now, one, two, three, four companies are closing down. You just laugh because you understand how to lock the door and multiply things here on the earth. So God is taking us back there to go, getting to know him there as our source. We have to come to the point where we are beginning to live independent of the systems there. You know, only God will serve and only God will worship. We will not be subservient to any man. We will bring out things. We will say, we want to teach you now how to buy a house without a mortgage. We want to begin to go into those regions here. You know, we are operating. We want to actually show that we are operating from a different system. And that's, I believe, what, that's what happened here. You know, it says, now you've made enough, lady, go and sell it and pay your debts. You know, and begin to live like that. You can live on the rest. So let's begin to think like that. Let's begin to operate like that and begin to develop that on the inside of us. Don't be terrified by any temporary loss on the outside because if it can go, it can go. The Bible says if our earthly house of this tabernacle is dissolved, no matter what you lose on the outside, 
and we have a building from God. That's what God is trying to communicate. If it can go, it can go. Let it go. You have a building from God there, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. There's something there. There's an inheritance there that is limitless. So don't let that temporary loss stop you in your tracks. Open up yourself to God as the source there. You know, you might be disappointed. Yes. You know, you might have looked at that as your source. Yes. But he say now, don't linger there. Turn again to that place. There's an inheritance there which is beyond the reach of change and decay. And I want to replace, like the widow, you know, I want to replace the creditors, you know, that you got money from. I want to replace them even with an understanding that in your place, shutting out all the things there. I can actually multiply you with what you have in your hands now and uh, imagine how she would have felt i mean she i mean that thing would have caused her to enter into a different space it will break the fear of man it will break the fear of system it will break the fear of everything so you know that god is my source even if everybody disappears i have god here i mean she, she entered a different space there it's the knowledge of god that entered her soul from that experience and that's what god is taking us to so we are people here we are a kingdom of kings and we're a kingdom of priests. So let's begin to go deep into the covenant and we'll begin to operate like that. You know, like Aaron's rod that budded, there was no connection to the earth, but that rod began to bring forth things. So it, and this thing, it is a decision there and a practice there. You know, I read this story as we, as we round up. It was, it was, I just want to show you that the multiplication is miraculous. You cannot control it. It's God that brings he multiplies the seed. He increases the fruit of your righteousness. He gives you the seed. You know, you sow it. But he's the one that multiplies it. He's the one that increases that seed. He's the one that's where the miracle is. So if you do not take your eyes off man, you might miss out on the miracle. I'll read the story here. I mean, it looks so simple, but this is where the power is here. You see, there's a, um, it's in a book, uh, or a Robert's book here. It says, if as a freshman orientation meet, as a, at a freshman orientation meeting, I addressed um, a girl in the university there. And she came to him and said that she doesn't have any time to do anything on the campus. She was a student there in that university. She came to her Robert and said, look, I don't have time. Time, I don't have time to do anything. And he said unto her, Have you thought of giving some time to God? She replied, I am so busy going to class, getting oriented to everything, and I have no time to give. That's the same thing. Say, I have no time. I have nothing. He said, I answered, Don't you have 15 minutes out of your whole day to give? She said, Well, I guess so. But how do I give it? He said to her, how about giving it to some other freshman, an empty vessel, who is also frantic, someone in the same position as you? He says, or go to a professor and ask him to give you something to do or to help with his class. Or go to the chaplain and offer 15 minutes to help prepare to serve the spiritual needs of the students. Or why not select Anybody you see who is having difficulty, say a good word, give a simple smile, offer a prayer. Still not understanding, she said, how, but how will this help me with my time? Uh, you said, I'm telling you I don't have time. You're telling me to go and give, I mean, how will this help me with my time? I said, first, remember God is the source of all your time. 
Next, give these few minutes each day as the seed for God to multiply back in more time for you. Friends says, know God as your source, then give this as the seed for God to walk with, like the woman did with the oil. He said, he will renew your time constantly, and that's the miracle there. You know, I said, look at this. He said, young woman, the young people catch on quickly. I saw she was getting it. I said, it's the seed that results in the multiplication there. So no seed there and no looking up to God as your source. There's no multiplication. She says, now, I said, don't go up to your room and pray for God to give you more time. He says, just give him some seed time and then expect your miracle. She now said, the following week, I visited the place again. The robots came there. He said she was holding down. She said she told him this. He said she was holding down a part-time job as a tour guide at the campus. She said, I've got good news for you. This woman, she came back. She said, I did what you said. And now the Lord is giving me all the time I need. I am not rushed anymore. I have attended every class. I have made every assignment. I find time to work here in the prayer tower several hours a week. It's a miracle. That is where the miracle is. Lastly, let's just read from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. He said, don't go and pray for more time. Don't go and pray for more time. He didn't tell the woman, he says, he didn't say go and pray that God will. He says, first of all, get oil and begin to pour. Then God will multiply the seed sown. Second Corinthians chapter 9. Read two more scriptures and we'll round this up. Verse, it says there, verse 9, let's start from, um, Let's start from 8. It says, And God is able to make all grace. Talked about the cheerful giver. Every favor. So looking at God as Jesus and every earthly blessing come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. As it is written, the benevolent, the benevolent person scatters abroad. He gives to the poor. His deeds of righteousness endures forever. And then says, and God who provides seed for the sower and bread for the eating will also provide and multiply your resources for sowing. So that's God's to do. And increase the fruits of your righteousness there, which manifests itself. So you do the sowing like the woman did, the multiplication. Don't look to man. You cut yourself short. The multiplication happens by God. And the Bible says in Proverbs 18, we'll round up with that scripture, verse 24. Say, a man, look, look, Proverbs 11, verse 24. Say, there are those who 
generously scatter abroad and yet increase more. This is so true. And there are those who withhold more than is fitting or what is justly due, but results only in want. This is so, this is counterintuitive. The human is coming to you, you're saying, I should go and pour oil in, I'll say the debtors are coming. I said you can pour oil in the vessels. Prayer will not replace the seed. It's part of the process, but it will replace the seed. It says, the liberal person, 25, shall be enriched, and he who waters shall himself be watered. Listen to it. It says, the liberal person shall be enriched, or it says, the liberal soul shall be made fat. It means that he wasn't enriched before. It means that he started out of his leanness, he was liberal, then he became enriched. And he who waters shall be watered himself. So that is the secret there. The two things I've come to share you is that let us move back in 2021 now. I'm going to look at God as our source. Not your job, not the relationship. It is God as the source. You know, and the second thing is that let's begin to pour that. What we have there. Identify first of all that we have something with us and begin to pour that, you know, into the lives of others and also build the capacity there to receive what God has for us. You know, I will begin to see the multiplying effect of God in our lives as individuals. This is a practical thing. You can start it from now as you step out there. Begin to look out. This is the law of the anointing. It says, bear ye one another's burden and fulfill the law of the anointing here. This is the law of the anointing. And as you do that, you begin to see multiplication there. The ways of God are not difficult. The ways of God are simple there. And God wants us to begin to operate independent of the systems there. This is how the kingdom operates. And once you commit yourself to this lifestyle in every area, you begin to see multiplication in your life there as a person. God bless you. And we'll continue next week. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask by the power of your spirit, you empower us to be doers of your word. And this word will manifest in the signs, wonders, and the miraculous in the lives of the people that hear it in the name of Jesus. Amen. If you are here by any chance, you haven't given your life to Christ, and you want to commit your life to Christ, wherever you are, just say this prayer after me. Mean every word. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, God raised you up from the dead for my justification. I confess you as my Lord and personal Savior today. Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord. I receive you. Thank you for your forgiving all my sins. You've washed me in your blood. I am now a new creature. I am born again. Father, I give you praise and I give you thanks. For I am now your child and my name is now written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Father, I give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. If you say that prayer, it means you are born again and the life of God has come on the inside of you. So wherever you are, attend or look for a Bible-believing church and so that you can begin to grow in the things of God. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening. If you'll like to listen to other messages or worship with us, please call us on 0800-689-4318 or check out our website www.covenantchristiancenter.org.uk for more details. God bless you.